0: This is Money Guide with Mary Sturk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Sturk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Sturk. And today's topic is spring cleaning your finances. <laughs> you know, um, I think spring is just around the corner. At least I hope so. Maybe someday. (laughs) And when people think about spring and they think about renewal and rejuvenation and cleaning out things and things like that, we thought it would be fun to do a show about spring cleaning your finances and some things you can do to get yourself in order. So with me today, I have certified financial planner, Kelsey Banke. Hello, Mary. We are going to have a fun show today. So first thing we're going to talk about is cleaning up your accounts. Now is a great time to think about consolidating your accounts.
1: Yes. With every account, I I get questions a lot. Let me back up. Because there are certain things that are required to be sent to you on every account that you have that's invested. Lots of paper. Lots of paperwork. I I joke that the um, federal government is in cahoots with the paper industry because of the amount (laughs) of paper they have to mail you. So we slice uh,
0: a lot of timber (laughs) for the investment. We really do.
1: So, Mm -hmm. um, but but to get back to the topic is they have to the the companies that you are invested with have to mail you certain things at a a regular uh, pace. So you're going to have a lot of documentation. And the funny thing is, is almost none of it do you need to keep. So um, there's ways that you can you can get around that, and we'll get to that next. But one way to help reduce the amount of stuff you have coming in is. Um, not having excess accounts. So um, people who have changed jobs uh, more than a couple times throughout their career might still have 401ks at each of those Um, different companies that they worked for or um, other types of retirement plans. It's very likely that those could be consolidated and do a lot more than just get rid of your excess paper. might even get you uh, benefits that you can't achieve inside of a 401k plan.
0: Yeah, a lot of times we see that people have multiple IRAs, multiple Roth IRAs, multiple joint accounts, and things like that. And those can often be consolidated, and this is a good time uh, with your spring cleaning to think about that. But it's also a good time when you're thinking about your bank accounts. So sometimes people hold on to old bank accounts because they used to use them. And maybe they only have like a $500 balance in them or a $50 balance in them. They just have enough to keep them open. I
1: see that frequently when people come to us and... It, again, if you have a reason or a purpose, that's totally fine. But if it's just because I never got around to closing it, um, do yourself a favor and and get rid of some of those accounts that don't really have a purpose anymore and consolidate and make things easier for you.
0: Right. And also, if you've been unhappy with your bank or you've been unhappy with your financial advisor or something like that, this is a great time to consider making a switch. Um, and you also can think about getting rid of old checks and old statements like if you have old check blanks and things like that from past accounts that even are no longer you know live accounts or things like that we see that all the time just make sure that you're shredding those
1: yep you don't want to throw a full checkbook (laughs) into the trash uh, for somebody to just find and start writing on your behalf so uh, it's just easy thing to to
0: prevent uh, some fraudulent activity and make sure you shred them Now, speaking about getting rid of some old statements and things like that, as I was doing research to put this show together, I was thinking about, well, what is it that you do need to save? And it was kind of interesting because when I just Googled how long do you need to save tax statements or bank statements and things like that, there was a whole bunch of different answers out there. I, you know, it's something you
1: think there should only be one answer for, but I think a lot of different opinions (laughs) on that answer, so...
0: So I went straight to the horse's mouth, right to the IRS.gov site. And here's what they have to say. So you really want to keep records for three years from the date that you filed your original tax return, or two years from the date that you paid the tax, whichever is later. And if you file a claim for a credit or a refund after you file your return. So two to three years on those records. But it also says on there to keep records for seven years if you file a claim for a loss from bad securities, bad debt, things like that. So even they are a little murky. And what they're saying. I've always heard keep everything for seven years, though.
1: I, have, I feel like that's the most common mm-hmm. answer to that, and, and that aligns a little bit with what the IRS is saying, but if you have tax, you know, documents from 14 years ago, you probably can start shredding some things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I actually did that a couple of years ago. I went back through old file cabinets and stuff like that and kind of cleaned everything out, and I do have to say it was kind of fun to see, like, what my tax return said I earned and... Back when I first started my working years. <laughs> well, it wasn't very much. <laughs> but it's also,
1: I don't know if you feel this way, Mary, but time just passes and you you blink and six years are gone, you yeah. know. And so even though it feels like you maybe just did something like this, if you really sit down and think about when was the last time you did it, it might be longer than you think. And um, doing some of, you know, cleaning out your files and, and consolidating things and, and getting things in a better order is something you should do with Um, some more regularity than every five, ten years. So
0: um, it'll just make things, you know, less stuff, less clutter and, and better for you overall. So when you clean out your statements and you're kind of getting rid of things and when you're thinking about consolidating accounts and things like that, one of the best things you can do to spring clean your finances is to opt for less paper. You know, most accounts these days, whether they're checking accounts or utilities or student loan accounts or anything, a lot of them have like a paperless billing option or you can get all of your statements or on your investments, all those prospectuses and things like that. You can get them electronically. So taking time this spring to opt for paperless billing whenever possible. Your your environment and all of your cluttered piles around your house will thank you in the future. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. All right, the next tip for spring cleaning is to check out your withholding.
1: This is a, an interesting one, and I think especially timely this year. Um, a lot of tax changes went into effect beginning 2018, and, and if you didn't make any changes to your withholding, a large percentage of the population actually saw their take-home pay go up because the tax brackets in many cases went down. So that's that's interesting that that's happening, but really you need to be looking at is your tax withholding as a whole, is it accurate, and keeping in mind... Getting a big tax refund um, at tax time might be really fun and you might have a purpose for that money, but you also have given up access to that money and given the the government a tax-free loan for the time that they've had your money that you you didn't have to give them. So dialing in and getting uh, your tax withholding to be pretty accurate so you're not paying in and not getting a refund might be something that makes sense for you. If you're looking for that um, little bit of extra money where you can pay down your own debt, um, it might be in your tax withholding. Or if you are, are frequently paying out to the government at tax time, adjusting to have more tax withholding taken might make it um, less frustrating and, and than having to go write a big old check to Uncle Sam at that time.
0: Right, because the truth with your withholding is really that the goal should be to achieve balance. You want to get as much as possible in your paychecks every time you're getting a paycheck without leaving yourself in a position that you actually have to pay more to Uncle Sam at the end of the year. So trying to fine-tune and find that balance is a great way to kind of clean things up and freshen things up and make sure you're getting the advantage instead of the government getting the advantage. All right, the next tip for spring cleaning is this is a good time to create the home inventory. So if you have homeowner's or renter's insurance, which I think most people should, (laughs) hopefully you have that. I'd like to
1: hear your reasons for not, I
0: guess,
1: (laughs) is the better way to look at that.
0: Then, you know, a lot of them say you should have a a home inventory of all of your possessions. And the reason for that is if you have a disaster, it's going to be much easier to replace your items in that case. So... First of all, I'm just going to give a little testament to this. My daughter had a fire at her house a few years ago and lost almost all of her possessions. Now, some of them, they were able to go through the wreckage in her house and and be able to figure out what it was and what she had. But it was an incredibly time-consuming process. And she ended up having to pay a service to come help her with it because there was so much debris and filth and kind of toxic chemicals and stuff like that floating around in the aftermath of this fire. And had she had a home inventory, it would have just been much easier to prove out what her losses were than to have to go through that tedious of a process.
1: Well, there's there's a number of different disasters that could cause this to happen, and I just read a report yesterday that said that they're anticipating another very active hurricane season over in the Atlantic mm. Ocean. So, whether you're in the hurricane region, you're in the tornado zones, if you're Wildfire in the wildfires region. and the earthquakes mm-hmm. on the west coast, we're, you know, flooding in, in Texas. Regardless of where you're at, there's always a risk that that's going to happen. But also from experience understanding, it's a very daunting task to start con the concept of inventorying your home. So I recommend start with your first room and, and, and there's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can either videotape or you can take pictures, Right. but you want to have some kind of visual proof because if you, if you forget to write something down, then you have the visual proof that it's there. But then going through what you've, you have in your room starting with the biggest things and working your way to the, the cheapest things, um, you want to write down what it is and approximately what you paid for it if you have receipts for it great keep those um, or you know the best way to do it would be to document the the price that you paid but keeping it in electronic form in the end would be Probably best because if you think about it, if you keep it in your file cabinet and you have a fire, you might not have a file cabinet anymore. Um, so keeping good documentation of what all you have, but just room by room, slowly work through it. Once you get your first one done, then it's much easier to keep up with things after that because most people aren't changing the things in, the, in their house with a lot of fre- frequency. The big things, at least, and when you
0: do, it is kind of a big event that you'll remember. So I proposed. One night that we make a date of this, my boyfriend and I, that we would do a home inventory video and just make it a fun project one night and, you know, have a bottle of wine and stuff like that. And I was trying to make it fun, and I still got completely shot down and a hardcore, absolutely <laughs> not, that doesn't sound like any fun. So I know it is not the the greatest you know, most fun way to spend your time, but it is something that's a great idea from a financial perspective and just working your way through it and getting a home inventory taken care of is a really good, strong thing to do. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Sterk. And Kelsey Banking and I are talking about how to spring clean your finances. So we've talked about cleaning up and consolidating accounts, getting rid of old paperwork, going paperless where you can, checking out your withholding, and then the super fun task of creating a home inventory. Now we're going to lighten it up a little bit. And the next tip might be fun for many of you, and it's shop around. (laughs) Time to go shopping. Yay! (laughs) All right, so here's what I'm talking about. If it's been a while since you've shopped around for rates on different things, spring is a great time to think about doing that. So some of the things that you might be looking for, stronger rates are, and are, if you haven't done this in a while, is making sure that you have the best rates on your car insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be able to save some nice dollars if you make some changes or if you really evaluate if your current levels of coverage are really fitting the vehicles that you have. So that's one thing.
1: Um, Shopping around on just different services that you have. You know, cell phones. The cell phone industry has changed just drastically in the last couple of years. And part of your finances is making sure you're not overspending for the the services that you use. Um, So I encourage you, if you haven't looked at that recently, look around. Because the the days of getting contracts for two years is pretty much gone as of right now. But making sure that you're still, you know, getting the, the services you need but paying the right price. There's a lot of a la carte options out there. And also, you might have heard about people cutting the cord from cable. Uh, I'm not saying you need to get rid of your cable, but if it's if you're not somebody that watches a lot of your TV, there are lots of other options that are popping up out there that might be good alternatives for you. As a financial planner, I'm always looking for ways to help people manage their budget um, and making sure that they're – not spending more than they need so that they can save more in, in, in things or pay down debt faster and things like that. So looking at what your different options are, um, is, is definitely part of that puzzle and things have changed a lot in the last couple of years. Technology has been doing some pretty interesting things for us.
0: So let me tell you what to look out for if you cut the cable cord. So we did that in my house and we subscribed to, um, like Amazon prime with, you know, things like that. And What I didn't realize is that my six-year-old grandson was smart enough to figure out how to buy movies and TV shows, and apparently even channel subscriptions, (laughs) right through my Amazon. And he's running the little remote, and I wasn't paying too much attention, and he was watching some movie. And... All of a sudden, I get this text message that says, your subscription to the Stars channel has begun. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) How did that happen? You're six years old. You just subscribed me to a channel. So if you cut the cable cord and you go a different way, beware of your grandchildren adding (laughs) things to your package that you didn't know about. Putting passwords
1: on things where possible, yes. Yes, I
0: didn't think about the fact that I would have to add a password to protect myself against six-year-old fingers. But it it is,
1: you know, that makes a good point that, that... you're going to pay on a, on a channel-by-channel basis in a mm-hmm. lot of times when you switch, but that might work. Um, I've also seen some cable companies coming out with different packages where, you know, you don't have to get 107 channels that you don't watch for the, the three channels that you do. Um, so even if you want to keep your cable or you want to keep your, your satellite dish or whatever – Go back to them and look for discounts, look for deals, look for things that um, better align with what your goals are. And, and, And the best way is really step back and go, okay, what do I need? How much do I use this? Both on cell phones, cable, all these, insurance, everything. What do I need? what services are important to me, what are things that are nice, but I don't really want to pay more for them, then go shopping because then you won't get um, talked into more expensive things because it's this quote unquote great deal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the great deal price expires after, you know, seven days or whatever, and you end up paying more than what you started with. So just be aware of all that, but do shop around and try to get yourself some deals.
0: You know, one of the things that um, when we talk about shopping and we're accumulating things and, and stuff like that, when, when we're cleaning out stuff and cleaning out finances and things like that, we were we were doing some research on storage, like this issue mm-hmm. with the storage sheds that people have. There's popular TV shows about what people find in empty, you know, old abandoned storage sheds and things like that. So we were kind of thinking about, you know, when it comes to spring cleaning, you're kind of thinking about clearing out all that old junk. And one of the ways that you can um, reduce some of your costs is to eliminate some of that storage need. What we found was that 1 in 11 Americans pays $91.14 a month for storage. Like that's the average cost.
1: It's actually a lower cost than expected, but it's a definite, definitely a higher number of people using it than I would have expected.
0: Yeah, and here's the funniest thing that I read about this is that the amount of stuff, excess stuff that people don't use on a regular basis, right? Because storage stuff is stuff we really don't get into and use a lot. The amount of stuff that Americans have in storage could fill up the Hoover Dam 26 times. Whoa. Now, I don't know how many of you have been to the Hoover Dam, but I went there last year, and it is mammoth. It's monstrous. It's huge. That's a lot of stuff that we're storing that isn't stuff that we're actively using.
1: That is a lot of stuff. And and part of your spring cleaning, we're talking about finances, but, you know, it's very like a very freeing thing to get stuff out of the way. And maybe not everybody feels that way because some people feel comfortable. Uh, calmed by the stuff but um it's a lot of stuff that's that's not being used it may be losing value so shifting some of those things out of your home whether you're donating them for a tax deduction or you're selling them for some some money back in your pocket or simply just reducing the amount of stuff so you're not paying for excess storage or upkeep things like that reducing stuff as a whole could could be good for you so
0: okay and it'll make
1: your home inventory easier
0: it will you do your inventory <laughs> after you've cleaned out all your stuff that's a smart tip there you go Kelsey <laughs> all right the last thing that we want to talk about spring cleaning your finances is that this is a great time to really review your retirement savings so number one making sure that you've upgraded your risk tolerance level you're current on that and that you've rebalanced any of your assets to match your current risk tolerance level the most important step that you can use to start addressing whether your finances are in good shape is really to go back and look at does your risk level align with where you are in life right now and then make sure that your portfolios reflect that. So take a look and reset your asset allocation if it's gotten out of whack. This is also a good time to look at is there anything you can do to push towards a higher level of retirement savings.
1: Absolutely. Doing, doing both of those things at least, uh, once a year is, is recommended. Um, but I always tell people, you know, around tax time or around the time you get your, a a raise potentially or a bonus or something, pay your current self now, pay, pay yourself some now because you just don't know if tomorrow's coming or not. But also, it's very likely you're going to make it into retirement. You're going to make it many, many years into retirement. Make sure you're setting aside some of that bonus or that raise or that tax return or whatever for your future self. Um, And find find whatever ratio works for you. But doing something like that for your future self, you will be very thankful you did that in the future.
0: One of the best things you can do for yourself is what we call the 1% bump. And that every year you have a trigger time, whether it's spring cleaning or whether it's when you get a raise or something like that, that you just start putting 1% more into your retirement plan than you did before. And it's astonishing how you really don't miss that 1% and it doesn't make a massive impact in your paycheck But it makes a huge impact over time in your actual retirement savings. It
1: really, really does. I've worked with a few people that have a 1% automatic bump on their 401Ks. And so it's slowly moving them up. And they they actually don't, they just elected it at at getting into it. Um, So even each year, they aren't making a conscious effort to increase it 1%. But it's amazing how much money they're saving. Right. And the percentage, yeah. But Mm -hmm. the percentage, if you would have told them at the beginning, oh, you'll be saving 9% to your 401k they would have said no way but they've they've slowly gotten there and it was just discipline and consistency
0: all right so we've talked a lot about good tips for spring cleaning your finances I'm going to circle back to the first thing that we talked about, which was consolidating accounts. And as a gift to our listeners, um, people who are following our show, we're going to offer a free meeting with us to do an account consolidation review. A lot of times people don't really know which accounts can consolidate with other ones, and they're hesitant sometimes to go in and talk to a planner about that. So you can come in, you can visit with us. There's no cost for that first meeting. We can take a look at what you have and help you figure out is there some consolidation opportunity for you that's going to help you simplify or elevate the accounts that you have? So, give us a call. Go out to StirkFinancialServices. Come see us and uh, let's help. Let us help you spring clean some of your finances. So, thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
1: through Stirk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. STERC Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605 217 3555.